0: Hello and welcome to reality blows. My name is Nick Maritato.
1: I'm Ashley Brooke Robert.
0: This is a podcast all about reality television
1: that it is.
0: And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge season 35 total madness episode 13 victim of love
1: Ooh, doggy. What an app is Bailey the victim of love? A lot of people are the victim of love. Who's the victim of love here? Um, Multiple people. Well, I think it seems like in
0: this episode, you know, Casey and Nani, I don't know if they're, are they victims? I guess maybe. Bailey uh,
1: is. Bailey's the victim of love.
0: You know what? There could be other victims here. You know, we'll have to get into it. But uh, before we do, we would love for you guys to i don't know maybe rate this podcast five stars on apple podcasts give us a nice little review that would uh, help us out immensely and we thank you for it
1: and thanks to the new reviews we've gotten warming our hearts
0: and uh we would also love 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 if you joined us over on patreon okay we are doing two extra episodes a month over on patreon It just costs 5 bucks a month. You you sign up for that Blownest tier, you get two Blownest episodes. That's patreon.com forward slash realityblows. Hit that Blownest tier. Plus, you get a sticker, folks. We'll send you a sticker. Hell, we'll probably send you a couple.
1: And you get the pleasure of knowing you're buying us coffee.
0: Hell yeah, baby.
1: So that we get to recap our favorite show.
0: And we need a lot of coffee to do it because we're doing this real early. God, it's almost... (laughs) Nine thirty <laughs> <laughs> on thursday uh but yes uh you know what without any further adudes uh why don't why don't we uh, kick it off ash
1: so like the past two episodes this episode started with a call to action telling us that d is in fact uh no longer with mtv and that mtv will not be changing the season
0: and will not be changing uh, the way that they just really hammer D every single episode with this thing. And, and not changing the season? Yes, they are. D was in it for one split second point once again. Point one second. Um, you know,
1: we should do a drinking game. Every time you get, like, a glimpse of D, you have to take a drink. And yeah, you would if, only have three sips.
0: That's what I'm saying. you will be sober as a, as a sober person. You know, um, I, at this point, every week forget that D is being cut out of this show she's
1: off the show
0: and and it's it's pretty wild to me now the other thing is I really truly hope she gets fucking knocked out before the final I don't want to have to have the final be edited
1: that would be wild they would not they could not they would not. Do that. So it starts with the call to action and then we're reminded of what happened on last week's episode, which was that Corey sent Swaggy home and that Casey and Nani are inseparable.
0: And he's like, In case you missed it last week, I knocked swaggy out of the show and then he had a boxing glove
1: he did it way more gracefully than that you just stumbled over your words
0: he was punching a a punching bag and then he like swiped did like a right cross towards the camera and the camera kind of like faded away like it was being knocked out it was kind of cool
1: i like that nick was like have they been doing this all season with you know the people doing the last week on and i'm like yeah babe where you been
0: first i caught it
1: The show opens, and it's just shots of the bunker uh, outside the bunker, and then we see people coming in. Gone are the days of coming back into the bunker in a celebratory mood. Okay, I would say the past three or four episodes, there's like sort of a solemn sort of cloud hanging over everybody as they file back into the bunker. Do you remember when they would Kyle would be like uh, hooping and hollering as they filed back in? There would be a sense of excitement that is completely gone. Now
0: Kyle's like, where's my skull, man? I got no skull.
1: Bailey's first is our first interview. It's Bailey. And um, she says that Swaggy's gone and she's scared and this sucks. Yeah. So that's what's painting this episode. This first interview really sets the tone. Bailey's alone and she's feeling vulnerable is what this first interview sets up. Then we hear Jenny saying that she wants to keep her red skull. So that's reminding us that this is a female elimination, that we're going for the Red Skulls, and that Ginny is in this game with a Red Skull. Something hit me here Yeah. with the D situation. And I don't think we've talked about it on the pod. I do feel like it just came to me last night. But as like all my challenge musings, everything does sort of run together at some point and become all uh, a big hodgepodge of challenge thoughts jenny is an interesting character okay she's come she's physically incredible i mean top of the game easily the strongest woman in the house doesn't really seem to get into much drama i'm wondering she she, what she brings to the show is uh a lightness would you agree she she seems like a nice person she
0: does kind of seem like a nice person yeah Yeah, she seems genuine mm -hmm. yeah when a lot of other people sort of feel like they're playing a game pretty hard she she feels like she's a genuine human
1: totally and people seem to like her yeah and what i found interesting especially
0: Johnny Bananas Johnny Bananas loves her does he he's always hanging out with her
1: oh my goodness he is johnny hanging out with jenny and josh yeah i know i mean that's <laughs> you
0: know that's 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 his crew now
1: well what struck me was that we had this like hint of an interesting female rivalry between jenny and d it started it was brewing right this female rivalry and it was like of the two strongest women in the house i would say d is the second strongest woman after not after jenny
0: you mean in the house from day one or i mean in from, the house now oh in the house now yeah yeah, yeah
1: it's got to be d and so it's like jenny's gonna have a cakewalk to the final unless jenny someone takes her out and the person that could take her out would be D in my opinion I don't see you know Melissa taking out Jenny or Bailey or Nani I see D doing it and I see that's what them building to right with that whole thing with Rogan with D talking to Rogan and wanting to kick him out it seemed like there were MTV was starting to create this interesting dynamic between two pretty top tier players and then with D being cut out, we're really robbed of that rivalry with Ginny. And Ginny's character arc is sort of robbed of that as well. What do you think of that?
0: Um, I think you're you're right. I, I agree with you. The the issue being though, like, were they manufacturing this um feeling or were they going to just manufacture this feeling, or is this something that's gonna come to the surface at some point on the show. I mean, we are running out of time. Yeah. I think something that has happened in this show is I think there's too many skulls. I think Mm. there's too many red skulls. I would have really liked to have seen by this point, a lot more people being like, there's no more red skulls to get. And the only way to get one is to call somebody out that has one. And so now you have a part of uh, like, in order to get your ticket, To the final, you have to take somebody out. You have to take someone else's.
1: That's interesting. Because then
0: you would have people being like, am I going to go for the easy one? Or am I going to go and try to get, um, you know, who has, let's just say Anissa is easier than Jenny for this. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, safe. That's safe to say, maybe. So, uh, you know, at this point you have Nani and being like, am I going to go and try and get a niece's skull? Or mm-hmm. do I want to get the skull and actually make it easier for me to actually win this million and go for Jenny's skull? Right. So, like, um, you know, do I want the layup or do I want to be a hero here? So. It to me, if that doesn't happen, I mean there's if you, it can happen. The amount of people that don't have skulls in the house at this point after this episode airs is like three people. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, two men and one woman. And mm-hmm. it, it just couldn't happen. You know what I mean? It's there's not enough people without skulls. So I, I think maybe this was a good um a, a good stipulation and, and and I would say it worked out half halfway for me. Yeah. Because like honestly, Somebody should be trying to get Fessy out of there because Fessy's going to win this thing. And who knows? Maybe next week on Guys Week, that's something that we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. it's interesting
1: that we haven't seen anyone strategizing in that way. I mean, we saw D doing it, talking we to saw Rogan, D doing it, but yep. then that got shut down, and we really haven't heard any sort of any talk like that since. Right,
0: and so that's what I mean. It's like because that would have been a little taste of that because that's yeah. what we are getting from D, and yeah. she said that you know. Ten episodes, five episodes ago to Wes. Right. Hey, I got to, she's, you know, I got to get her out of my, out of my way for the final. Right. So, yeah, um, I guess that's a long winded way of saying, um, yes, (laughs) I think we are being deprived of, uh, of that sort of tension in the show. That tension, that storyline. But it may not be happening. It may not really be happening. You're Um, right. Because there's a scene in which we kind of talk about it a little bit and that's, that's coming up in the tribunal.
1: So that takes us to the activity room. Josh, he's the first person we hear from in the activity room. He says he's ready to earn his red skull, y'all. Melissa, she- I'm so sick of that. <laughs> Josh, come on, dude. I'm ready to earn my red skull. Uh, it's just like- I'm ready.
0: This is a scene in which, which we have um, three people who have had opportunities, Wait, some multiple opportunities. Let
1: me set up who's at sure, the table. Sure. So it's Josh, Melissa. She's freaked. She's not gonna, she doesn't want to get to the end and not get a red skull. And Nani is freaked. Take it away, Nick.
0: These three people have had opportunities to go in and get their red skulls and they haven't. Josh, pretty much every other episode. Um, yeah, we could have gone in. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I, I just this idea like I don't know what's going to happen. Like, what are we going to do? When are we going to get it? I, I want to just get in there and get my red skull. Dude, it's like come on man. You you obviously it put up her shut up time. You shut the hell up. Actually, you don't. You keep talking. But
1: Melissa could have gone in against Maddie. She would have probably won she that. She
0: definitely won that. She's so much tinier than Maddie is. Nani
1: had two opportunities cuz she was on the tribunal on Girls Week that had uh that she that put up both Kayla and Jenna. Right. Remember that?
0: Right. And she didn't go in on either of those. Yeah. Um, so and she didn't care if her, if if, uh, if the Holy Trinity went home either, so it was like, uh, you know, it's she couldn't really use that as a, as an excuse to not get her Red Skull at that point. So, it, it's um, I don't know. The, the idea that we're opening up every single episode and these sorry sacks of shits are like, oh, when am I gonna get my chance? It's like you keep getting your chances. Quite honestly, the only person that has not gotten their chance in this house, it to me looks like Kyle.
1: I would say Kyle and I would say Bailey.
0: Bailey's been on tribunal a few that's times. That's true. I, that she may true. have not been on tribunal
1: on a girls', on a girls day, so yeah. I, I
0: don't know if that's the case. But I know in the beginning of this season, that her and Swaggy were just happy they weren't getting voted in. Yeah. And now you, look at them. You're you know right. What I mean, so
1: Kyle has not made one. Has Kyle made a tribunal.
0: I, I don't know that he's made it. He may have made a tribunal. I I don't know. I don't know,
1: but I'm just happy he's there. Yeah.
0: I mean, I love Kyle. I really do. I I don't know what he's like in his personal life, but Kyle, um, has adds a bit of, uh, levity to this show when it gets super serious. Unfortunately, he's had zero storyline, so we're really not getting anything of him.
1: Yeah. That is a bummer. I mean, he's kind of like the, the, the bear that you don't feel guilty liking is how I feel about Kyle.
0: He's like a, to me, and this, I mean, take this with a grain of salt. He seems like a less, like, um, like creepy bear you yeah know what i mean bear is, is comes bear off seems as like a, a bad guy he seems he's got like a creep factor i what i, I was gonna do a bear voice at the end <laughs> creep, I'm, a, I'm bear you know uh you know but oh, um wow. so I, I i don't know but yes kyle it's unfortunate that we haven't seen much of him and something tells me he's not gonna win the million if we didn't see any of him this season yeah and that being said my money's on josh <laughs> we've got a bunch of him this year
1: I think the real big point that we need to talk about during this scene where Josh and Melissa and Nani are sitting at the table talking about how badly they want a red skull how they're freaked out how they're panicking how they're scrambling the thing that must be addressed is Johnny's weird fingers massaging slash tracing slash scratching Nani's back
0: yeah uh, I I was like whose sausage fingers are all over Nani like that and it was johnny and johnny i don't know man that that scene creeped me out so bad yeah it's a bad week for that folks it was triggering for me um there's uh been a lot of uh hashtag speaking out going on in all subsections of the world and uh just johnny
1: slowly running the slow
0: creepy (laughs) caress of johnny bananas i you know i need a, a a call to action for that Guys, in this episode, you see Johnny and his sausage fingers <laughs> creepily caressing the shoulders of Nani. If you have a sausage finger man in your life, please go, go to www.sausagefingersno. <laughs> no, please, God, no. Dot gov.
1: That brings us to the name board. Uh, with everybody's names on it, Corey takes off Swaggy's name. He doesn't throw it on the ground like we saw Johnny do with Wes. No,
0: I noted that too. I was yeah. like, that was he gave it to Fessy. Yeah, he was like, here's your boy. Now Fessy did laugh because it was like, you know, you fed your other friend to me, and we all knew that was what yeah. the plan was. But still, he didn't have this dramatic look at it and toss over the shoulder like it means nothing. I mean, Corey's got class. Corey is slowly becoming a favorite of mine once again on this show. Sl- I I, I did. I I lost my love of Corey somewhere.
1: X on the beach. Uh, uh, You lost all the shores of X (laughs) on the beach.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't want to see Corey in any of these other things. I like, I like challenge real world, world Corey. Yes. Um,
1: Specifically, I'm going to just chime in here. Specifically when he has nelson and friends when Corey has friends on a show and you get to see this side of Corey, it makes him more like he has more of a chance to shine for some reason in the sort of relationships he has that are like Completely friendship based.
0: You love them as <gasps> I friends. I love them. I like Corey. You know. I mean. I and I, you know. I, I'm not sold on Fessy yet, but you seem to be oversold on Fessy.
1: Yeah, Fessy can come back forever. Yeah. Um. So Fessy, Nelson, and Corey are standing there, and they uh, they basically Corey announces that they're the Red Skull Gang. Um, Corey says my team is coming to play. And then I look at Nick and I say, man, Fessy truly is Hunter 2.0. And I am so here for it. I'm so glad Hunter's gone. Fessy has replaced Hunter in the Nelson-Corey alliance. And then last night when I was in my bathtub soaking, okay, because that's what I do now. After the challenge, I de-stress in a warm bath. I saw that Fessy tweeted, um, TYB.
0: The Young Turks, the
1: Young Bucks.
0: Oh, TYB. Sorry, The Young Turks is a, a leftist uh, YouTube channel. I know. Um. So he's 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 he's. It was young like book.
1: TYB exclamation point exclamation point, and then I realized I was on our Reality Blows Twitter account. It's and I t- I quickly it's team
0: Young Bucks, probably right.
1: I don't know. I quickly s- switched over to mine just so I didn't have anything. You know, I didn't want to get caught up in any drama. On so, Twitter,
0: so he's he's a uh, he's a young buck now.
1: I guess so, but I, I did I like see him less now. Josh tweeted underneath like four ex uh, four question marks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, what does <is> that mean?
1: <laughs> no, I think I think he knew what it meant. I think I got the impression from Wait reading it. Wait a minute, it, like you're Fessy, not...
0: you're a young buck now. <laughs> Yo, we're young bucks. (laughs) Wait, no, Josh, you're not a young buck.
1: (laughs) Yo, we made it. (laughs) That brings us to the green couch. Uh, There's a bunch of people on this couch kind of sitting around. And um, everyone seems to be trying to make Bailey feel better here. Johnny's talking to her. uh, Talking to her. Nelson says, like, he was only still here for you. Um, and then we get a little interview from Fessy kind of being like, it may be too late for Bailey. And what I think he means is like for her to establish any sort of connections to people in the house.
0: She did not play this game correctly.
1: Well, I guess we'll just have to find out if that's true. Well, I
0: mean, at this point in the show, she did not make play this game correctly. She played she said, her game. Yeah, her game was her fiance or her husband's game, whatever they are. And uh, I don't know, it seemed, uh, we had thought Last week, or you had mentioned last week that it seems like they had isolated themselves, and I believe we were it was confirmed of that quite a bit on today's episode. So, uh, yeah, that's not the game you play, you need numbers, you don't just have one person be your. I mean, once they had Wes, and then Wes was gone, and then now Swaggy's gone, it's like. Who else do you have here? Now you're now you're looking for preseason people. Like, oh, who was I kind of chatting with preseason? Ah, my big brother family. They'll love me. Those people aren't big brother people anymore. They're challenge people now. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, you, you it, it, it's not unlike big brother. You have to make friendships and alliances. You can't just get it get get in there and win your way to the final. Um,
1: Bailey has said multiple times on the show that she her plan was to go there for swaggy and to have like support him so that he would make it to the final. What do you think about that?
0: I th- I'm it makes m- me not like her that much in the game. I mean, I don't know her as a person, but that's not to me a sympathetic person that I'm rooting for cuz it's like, oh, you came here and took a spot from somebody else that really would have tried to w- win this game. And anybody going, I'm here for my partner. Like I don't care for that person, you know what mm, I mean. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I almost don't like it when I see it from Jordan and Tori that like that like I gotta get Tori a ring, I gotta get Tori a, or whatever, I gotta get Tori a a Red skull. skull. You know, I mean, at least those two are competing their asses off, and it's like they're not afraid to compete, and it's like the both of them are here for each other.
1: Well, I would say that Swaggy and Bailey were competing their asses off as well.
0: Well, maybe but apparently not based on what Bailey was saying. She was like I never had any intentions on winning this thing. Mm. I was here to help basically get swag. She said exact pretty much precisely. I was here to get swaggy as far as I could and then get knocked off and have him propel into the into the final. Mm. So to me, like you had no ambition really to be in the final. You you didn't think it was going to happen. I don't know anybody else on this show that has that outlook on this show right that's a weird outlook to be on a show trying to win a million and being like i'm not going to win this million somebody else i'm with will win it and that's what we're here for that's not what i'm looking for in a competitor on the challenge i mean especially when there's so many people that were on this show and could be on this show that i'm looking forward to you know you take a chance on a new person and they're kind of a dud in that way
1: babe stop
0: well let's just agree to disagree
1: I can do that. That's what this podcast is for. That brings us to the bunks where we see Nani and Casey and they are play fighting. Classic sexual tension scene here, folks. Nani in an interview says uh, all the qualities that her soulmate would have. And guess what? Casey has those qualities.
0: Yeah, they seem to like each other or something. I don't really understand what's happening here.
1: They seem to really like each other and Nani seems Nani specifically seems very smitten. That takes us to the green couch and um we see Nani and Casey again. They're kind of under a blanket and Nani's really going for it. She's kind of like jumping on Casey and getting her head close to Casey's head. And there's just a lot of snuggling happening here. Nani seems to be the instigator from my point of view. And Casey's being very diplomatic about it. She's like, yeah, Nani and I, we have a friendship. We're close. We're vibing, which seems to be Casey's number one thing to say. We're vibing. We're vibing. Uh, We we see them go back and forth with like a kind of a... a bit maybe they were doing a comedy bit where Casey's saying I've never kissed you and then Nani's like not not really and then Casey's like maybe a little bit or something that they're alluding to the fact that they have kissed without saying they've kissed did you get the impression here that they had kissed
0: I mean I guess she says that they kiss later and they they bleep it out so is that uh, what she said yeah, I said, couldn't understand yeah, the bleep ki- part Yeah but it was they said kiss that wasn't bleeped out and whatever else was bleeped out was bleeped out but um they clearly have had some sort of a kiss if it was friendly or not I don't know but they've 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 touched each other's lips in some <laughs> fashion uh so I yeah I don't know um it's this is you know we're seeing this because it has something to do with the actual game this week but uh clearly this has been going on for a long time in this house because um, you know, we see in this episode that there are rumors abound, you know, they didn't just start sort of sort of canoodling uh, this week. And, and we saw like three episodes ago, this was like teased a little bit. Yeah. So, um, it's it's interesting that we haven't had any more of this aside from the past couple of episodes. Like we haven't seen any of this. Well, we when saw the in the f- house they there are rumors going around on what's going on between them.
1: We saw the fight at the bar with Anissa and Nani. And that was like six or seven episodes ago. Right. And then we never heard anything about it again. And then like last week, it was just hinted at very strongly. And we were like, what the heck? Has this been a storyline the whole time? Why haven't we gotten it? And now it seems like they're really giving us uh, the full scope of the story. But yeah, this is um, this is kind of dropping the ball on the editor's part to not hint at this more throughout the season. Um, cause it does feel kind of like it's coming. I mean, we got the setup last week, but feels maybe like it's coming out of nowhere, you know, starting last week. I don't know. I feel like they could have sprinkled this storyline throughout. Um, so basically we get an interview after we see, you know, Nani and Casey canoodling on the green couch. We get an interview with Corey. He's rubbing his hands like a little evil villain. And he's telling us uh, that there's a rumor that those two are hooking up. And then specifically talking about Casey, he says, I know a player when I see a player.
0: That's interesting. I don't see that from Casey at all. I'm curious on why he's said
1: that. Same. I don't think Casey seems like a player in the least bit. Yeah. Um, Then we have like an interview with Bailey where she says what's happening between Casey and Nani feels a little bit dangerous. I feel like Casey is caving in. So Bailey's clearly very... um, suspicious and not on board for whatever is happening. You know, Bailey is the one on the show who keeps reminding us that Casey has a girlfriend. I will say Bailey has reminded us that Casey has a girlfriend way more than Casey has reminded us that she has a girlfriend. We don't
0: get much from Casey on the show. We get a lot of interviews from Bailey on the show. And Bailey, I mean, from, from at least last episode, was the only person sort of outing the whole uh situation between nani and casey um i mean i last week she, she had an interview where she said something like uh um you know like hey you better watch out because you know you've been uh snuggling with nani this entire time and you have a person at home who's probably not going to want to see that and then in my mind i'm like we haven't seen that at right. all so i mean you're the person actually doing this um and if there if this episode didn't actually happen the way it did with the nani casey relationship i would have probably been like damn that was cold as hell what <laughs> bailey did because they she's the only person that uh is sort of outing this situation but i mean she a lot of that heat um, all the heat could be taken off of bailey now because this whole episode is you're getting to see what she was actually talking about
1: right I
0: feel like it's probably poor on the editing. We probably could have seen that a little bit, them hanging out in the house at all before this, the last two episodes. We haven't seen it at all. It's just them kind of talking, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It should have been sprinkled throughout. The storyline should have been popping up on episodes. Just show us them cuddling, okay, or them being flirty, something, um, that brings us to the activity room. Anissa and Casey are talking. Anissa's kind of coming to Casey from what I can tell from this scene and kind of just being like, I want you to know that people are talking, you know, and Anissa's saying to Casey, like she's flirty. I get it. Corey joins, you know, and Corey's like, normal people don't get put in a bunker for two months together without their loved ones. And then we get an interview from Nani and she's saying, I don't like it here. Okay, I'm nervous and I'm stressed out and I have someone I can trust and that is Casey. So just everybody like she doesn't say this, but it is implied. Everybody leave us alone. She's my only relief in this horrible bunker is what is translated through the transmitted through this interview. So everybody so Anisa and Corey are talking to Casey. They're being like, Oh, just so you know, like there's a lot of rumors and everybody's talking and blah blah blah. And then Casey in an interview says, it reeks of jealousy in here just because Nadie and I vibe out. Bailey, Jenny, and Casey are talking. And then we hear that uh, from Casey that Bailey. Casey and Bailey had a connection on Big Brother. And that brings us to another set of bunks. We see a bunch of people talking now. Casey, Josh, Nani, Johnny, Kyle, Corey, Nelson, Anisa, Rogan, the whole gang is there. And they're all talking about Casey and Nani's relationship. Everybody seems to be having a lot of fun with this. I get the feeling everyone's very bored and this is their only source of entertainment.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun to just kind of gossip and figure out what's going on in the house. It's like a game within a game, you know?
1: Yeah, and in a Nelson interview, he says everybody sees right through this, meaning Nani and Casey.
0: I mean, you have to just bring it up. It's, it's got an extra gleam of excitement here because, I mean, it's, it, these are two attractive people who are in the house, and there's possibly some sort of sexual happening, sexual happenings going on in the house, sneaking about. You know, Nani's been around for a long time in this show. This is the first time we've ever seen her, um, you know, not sort of try and hook up with a man in the house. Right. I mean, this is news, you know. There's this a lot of big. people in this house who know Nani for a while. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that would blow some minds maybe. Like, whoa, what's going on over here? Uh, And Casey's brand new. Um, We haven't seen much from her, but who knows? She could be a hot commodity in the house, too, uh, as far as like uh, people, you know, liking her or uh, being uh, excited to hang out with her. So these are two, these aren't two scrubs, you know, hanging out with one another. These are are two heavy hitters. And if uh, there's rumors of some sort of uh, extracurricular activity going on, I mean, that that is news in the bunker.
1: That brings us to the activity room. We get a lot of the classic challenge shots of people working out. And then we go to our daily, which is outside. Uh, we walk up, it's, and TJ explains it's called Blocked In. There will be two teams, okay? And they basically are trying to get a red car out of a maze of black cars. And Nick said this was like a game... I don't know what the game is besides Tetris. No,
0: on uh, no, there's a uh, an app. Uh, you know a game on your on the a- apple app store or whatever the fuck it's called yeah uh called like blocked or whatever and you're literally it's a bunch of brown blocks that you have to shift around and get the red block out
1: is this on game pigeon that thing that we play each other No, on? it's on like it's, it's a, just it's a like regular a number, game it's
0: like a it's probably ranked number in the top 10 of all games on iphone mm. so yeah it's just a regular iphone game well there you um, go and they just kind of stole it
1: yeah, you gotta and they even
0: they didn't even change the color of the block that you have to get out.
1: And they called it Blocked In.
0: Yeah, it's called, like, Blocked or something. <laughs> like, it's it's a whole deal.
1: The team the teams are divided as such. Team 1 will be Jenny, Bananas, Nani, Anissa, Rogan, Corey, and Josh. Team 2 will be Kyle, Nelson, Melissa, Bailey, Fessy, Casey, and D. Let's go to Team 1. They've decided that they're all going to go in there, move stuff around, and Rogan is going to be the eyes on the ground. He's going to be directing people. Very quickly in this uh, Team 1 event, Jenny starts getting very vocal and everyone is annoyed and everyone is getting pissed and and people are really kind of like going, uh, being like, I wish Jenny would just shut up. That's like most of the interviews for Team 1. is like, why? Of course, talkative Jenny. It's like, first off, I didn't know she talked a lot. I didn't know that was a thing That's she a whole, did.
0: That was a whole thing we got. We, we the editor has even made a uh, joke out of it a couple of episodes ago when she was like in the tribunal. I think the day that uh, oh, you're right. He was trying to get yes, her out. And I she, forgot like, about they that. Did that. Long cut of her just talking, 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 talking. So yeah. But I, I, what I was surprised of, it's like the idea that she tries to take charge in in a lot of these finals. I haven't seen any of that happening. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these uh, dailies like as if she's been trying to be the boss uh, the entire time. I, th- that was the first that I had 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 seen of that
1: throughout this whole thing. We get interviews with Nani being like, I got to My team's got to win because I got to be on the tribunal so that I can go in to the elimination. And then Josh is like, oh, I want I want our team to win so that Nani can be on the tribunal and go into elimination and. No one's listening to the gals. Anissa is even like, we got to move this, we got to move this. It's hard to tell if this is, like, who's being annoying and who should be listening to who. The way that it's cut up, I don't know what is going on. I just know that no one is listening to the women on this team. People have
0: decided that Rogan's really good at puzzles.
1: Yeah, what's up with that? I don't
0: know. I guess maybe he finished a couple of puzzles last season pretty quickly but i feel like he's not been that great this season on puzzles but they keep giving him the the, the lead on yeah. all of these things um but i mean most of this was him spent like everybody him saying like everybody stop i have to think and yeah. then like him putting his hands on his temples and like thinking um but anisa wasn't pointing at a bunch of this she's pointing at a corner she's pointing at the one car that really needed to be moved for all of the other pieces to fall in place yeah and um it was the corner car yeah
1: and then they would move a car and like jenny would be like that's what i was saying or like they moved the corner car and anisa was like that was what i was saying um, so it just seemed like very frustrating once they get out, they're celebrating. And Nani says the way that the guys are celebrating puts me at ease, makes me think like we did a good job here. Team two, Nick looks at team two and he goes, wow, this is like a really strong team for moving cars. But as far as figure figuring out puzzles, it's got Kyle Nelson and Fessy on it. And then well,
0: I did not say all that. What I said was this team looks stupid.
1: You said it was a strong team that looked stupid.
0: Uh, I was just looking at the guys, and I was like, oh, these guys are dumb. And then uh, immediately following Kyle was like, yeah, the guys on this team are stupid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guys on this team are dumb. Made us laugh. We both laughed out loud at Kyle. Um, What to know about team two is that Bailey starts to speak up. But instead of everyone shushing her, everyone listens to her, and they seem to figure it out quickly. It really seems like Team 2 has the upper hand here based on editing. It seems like they figured it out, and they got the car out. Seems obvious that Team 2 won to me. Then uh, TJ comes out, and he goes, 13 seconds separated the two teams. Wow. That's wild. That is
0: pretty crazy.
1: That is crazy. Crazy. This um, Not to bring up Big Brother, but there was a thing on Big Brother Season 10 where Jerry was up against um, the guy. What was his name? Montana? And no,
0: it was... Uh, I don't remember what his name was. <laughs> How so it quickly Mon- we forget people's it names. Was, it wasn't Montana.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, he was up against him, and Jerry's time was like 56 minutes, and then the other guy's time was like 5 minutes. And that is, in my mind, that should be like... That's an extreme version, but for two teams to come down to 13 seconds, that – I don't know why, and I don't know, I, I don't know why I'm so impressed by that. But really, was blown away.
0: Okay, mark for edit for the Big Brother <laughs> point that makes no sense, where we got the people's names wrong. Okay,
1: <laughs> where do I want to? What time no, is that? I'm
0: not gonna actually get
1: edit that out. No. I just went on rambling about how impressed I was, with, how shocked I was by 13 seconds. Do me a favor, stop bringing
0: up Jerry from Z- Big Brother. I season can't 10. stop
1: talking about him. <laughs> I think about him all the time. The Colonel. 13 seconds separated the two teams. Guess what, y'all? Team one, one. Nani's freaking out. And she says in an interview, Now that I'm in tribunal, I can put myself in. What the heck, Nani? We know you've been in tribunal before. TJ says, Okay, guys, I'll see you at elimination. You know, those who've made the tribunal, like you got to pick three people to put in, or maybe you want to put yourself in. Nani. Nani. Yep. And then we learned that. Okay, so, so Team 2, so all of Team 1 has made the tribunal. Biggest tribunal we've had this entire season, which means now that Team 2 is left to vote the people into elimination. Okay, they have to do the House vote. Team 2 is responsible for the House vote. There are two women on Team 2 who both want Red Skulls. That is Melissa and Bailey. Neither of them have Red Skulls. They're both up for possible um, going into elimination. And uh, we learned from Casey... That she is going to be the deciding vote between Melissa and Bailey.
0: I mean, and then we start hearing a lot of stuff about how, um, you know, this big brother alliance, you know, before going into the bunker was going to stick together. And I I just find that, you know, they're clearly not as tight as they think they are, you know, pre-gaming for this show. You gotta be. Re- you have to really stick with your pals in order for it to work out. And I just haven't seen any of that from most of these people. I mean, you got who are the Big Brother people? Bailey and Swaggy clearly have each other, but they were aligned with Wes and didn't really see them talk to any other Big Brother people this entire season. Fessy, you got Fessy, who immediately is now he's now uh, hanging a fucking out with Young Nelson Buck he, and
1: Corey. Yeah,
0: I mean, and he fed fucking Swaggy to Corey. Um, and you got Josh who no, he just pretends that he's big brother when his head's on the chopping block and everything else is nothing. And then you got Casey who you didn't see for three quarters of the season. And the only time you see her is when she's hanging out with Nani, and then immediately is has uh, clearly a huge alliance with a, with Nani in the house. I haven't seen any of these big brother people even talk to one another True. on this show. So the idea that— We did uh, see
1: Swaggy and Josh fight. We saw them fight, We saw yeah. them argue at a exactly.
0: bar. Exactly. The, the exact opposite of being uh, a good alliance member. So— listen to to my to my people that are going to be on future challenges or really any sort of elimination style game if you know people when you when you do that pregame you you do that the sliding in the dms hey you're going to be on this show this season you cast it you get the call stick with that person you can win this if you stick with your group
1: that brings us to the bunks Um, melissa is talking to someone and she says tonight is going to be a shit show talking about the house vote and then she's talking about winning. She says, I want to make me dead proud. I want
0: to make me dead proud. I want to
1: make me dead proud. That brings us to Casey and Nani talking. Nani is saying, Where's your head at with this vote? Where's your head? And Casey's like, What do you, who do you want to go against? Nani says, Melissa. Um, and then Nani says, I get you have your big brother crew. And she rolls her eyes. Yeah.
0: Well, she she didn't even just say that. She goes, uh, I get you have your big brother crew or whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, she's basically saying what I just said. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's like, yeah, you guys were all, like, it's like, yeah, you guys all went to middle school together, like, that was a long time ago and makes no difference here, but uh, why don't you, uh, you want to throw a vote your girlfriend's way?
1: Talking about Bailey and Swaggy, Casey says they excluded themselves from the group. That... Which is what we had we had uh, thought based on bar scenes alone. Indeed. That brings us to another bunk scene where Casey says to Bailey, want to talk? Bailey says, no, I know what you're going to do. Ba- Bailey looks hurt. In an interview, Bailey says, if she chooses Nani over me, we're not friends. Bailey starts crying. Casey tries to explain herself, okay? And then she says... I don't make any promises I cannot make. I did that worked well for me and Big Brother. That's what I'm doing in the challenge. She doesn't
0: make any promises she cannot keep.
1: Yes, what did I say? Make. Oh yeah, she doesn't make any promises she cannot keep. I can't
0: make you know none of us can make <laughs> promises we can't make. I mean that is I'll go on record saying that. I got no problem. But yeah, I mean I am now I'm kind of curious on 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 her Big Brother win, but I'm not enough to actually watch that season. I'm I'm, I'm not compelled by Casey Bailey or Swaggy to watch last year's Big Brother or whatever it is. It just they don't seem that exciting of a of a of of a tandem. Now Paulie being a, an absolute nutcase and weirdo, like I and I Dayvon. do want to who is a person that I've been looking for For to come back on this show for a few years she just is a fun personality and uh just watching her exit the house that that gif you get to see every once in a while I'm very excited to see how that panned out and um uh Jose I would have loved to see him in a house you know what I mean uh and my boy Josh I mean how the fuck did he win that game I gotta see it He's going to be on Big Brother's All Star, Big Brother All Stars next next season.
1: We're watching that, I, yeah, babe.
0: But I, we don't know any of the other of the All Stars,
1: babe. We're watching that. We watched, we watched know, Winners right. at War. I know you're right.
0: You're right. But then it does ruin all the seasons Who of cares? Big Brother. We're
1: not going to watch more seasons of Big Brother.
0: That wasn't. It's not winners at in house. You know that's the thing. These people aren't all going to be winners. They're All Stars. It's it's like a you know.
1: Oh well, there you go. So so, we're so good. we
0: can watch it, but I kind of gotta see Josh in this house. Is Josh and
1: Pauline? In the same house, babe. You're off track.
0: I'm sorry, but I I just can't believe Josh, one big brother.
1: What is happening here? Is that everyone is scared that there are not going to be and there's not going to be another chance to get a red skull? Okay, the women are freaking out. There's not going to be another chance to get a red skull. Everyone knows Nani's going to put herself into this elimination. That means there's one seat. Available who will get a chance to get a red skull. Is it going to go to Melissa? Is it going to go to Bailey? Casey is the deciding vote. Bailey has completely emotionally shut down because she realizes that her friend, someone she has a past with, someone she feels close with, someone she thought she could trust is going to vote against her, her best interest. Okay. That is why she's freaking out. That is why she's caved in. She feels alone. She has hinted that her and Casey had something deeper on Big Brother, something more intense, something beyond a friendship. And she feels that Casey picking Melissa is her turning her back on Bailey and saying, my relationship with Nani is more important than my relationship with you. And that brings us to the House vote. Melissa starts. She asks the House to vote for her. Then they're kind of like, Bailey, do you want to talk? Bailey looks upset. She's clearly been crying. She doesn't want to say anything. Everyone goes around and votes. The votes kind of lay go as, as you would think they would go. You know, Kyle votes for Melissa. Nelson says, I've had my differences with both of you ladies, but who I want to run a final with, it's Bailey. Fessy votes for Bailey, which ties it up at this point. Fessy votes for Bailey, tying it up. Fessy staying with his big brother alliance here comes down to Casey. Casey votes for Melissa. Melissa's gonna go into elimination with Nani. Melissa gets a chance to earn her red skull. Bailey is left in the dust, wondering will she have another opportunity to get uh, a red skull and hopefully be able to compete in TJ's final.
0: You know, I'm Casey's uh, explanation here is kind of hangs on her saying she just can't trust Bailey.
1: Yeah. What's best for my personal game? She says, that's what I have to do. That's how I have to make this vote is what's best for my personal game. And I don't feel like I can fully trust you.
0: I, I don't really... I didn't see much of her not being a trustworthy person. and I, So I don't really understand it. I can't tell whether or not Casey is full of shit here. I think she is um, kind of full of shit here.
1: I think you have to... You have to find whatever you can that justifies turning against somebody in this situation. Well,
0: something we didn't mention is in the scene where Nani uh, rolls her eyes at Casey about the big brother Alliance and Casey basically asks Nani who you want. And and Nani says, I want Melissa, Mm -hmm. you know, in that scene, uh, you know, Nani's like, listen, I know you're going to vote any which way you want, but um, let's be honest, Bailey, you know, Melissa's got all the numbers And that is true. So I kind of feel like instead of saying, Bailey, I just don't trust you, makes no sense. She's just one vote. And in the end, when you run a final, if you're going to run a final with her, it's like you're not going to need like hey guys to run my final tj's final you got to make sure you trust everybody else in the final <laughs> trust really has nothing to do with their relationship or the game at this point right especially when it becomes when it's these two people when bailey really just doesn't have much of a, an alliance at all it would have i think been more honest and uh you would have had more of a leg to stand on if she would have just been transparent and said you don't have the numbers Melissa's got the numbers and yeah, yeah we have a, a history we just never really we never really consummated that history in this game so I'm going with Melissa like you know I, to yeah. me that would have been less of a, a scaredy cat sort of move and it would have made more sense so I I don't know I mean the story coming out of here because we pretty much knew she, she, she was going to vote for from like the jump on this episode story coming out of this vote is Bailey does not politic for herself at all. No,
1: she's defeated. And, and that... it's
0: like, is that what happened when she was on Big Brother and she was on the block? Or did she go around and politic? Because that's what you do. that You're on the block in a reverse sense when you're the two, only two people don't have a skull. I mean, it hasn't been, we haven't had like the rug pulled out from under us where, really, maybe once in this season, where somebody who didn't have a skull got voted in. So she knew the votes were going to go either Melissa or Bailey. So, I mean, she was catatonic. She uh, she was crying. She wouldn't even talk to Casey. There was a moment in this show where she could have made her case to Casey and really cried to her in a different way, not in a kind of... Um, it did feel like a pouty way, but in a in a, an emotional, we had something, come on, let's do this, let's get the band back together way. She could have done this, Ash, and she did not, um, and she suffered for it.
1: That brings us to the bunks. Nelson walks in, and Rogan goes, what happened? Because he wasn't there for the House vote because he was in Team 1, the tribunal, and Nelson said— Bailey just sat there, which speaks to what you just said. Then we hear a voiceover of Bailey and she's crying. She's saying she's having a panic attack. She's talking to a producer. We see her kind of, um, you know, huddled amongst pipes talking to a producer, says she doesn't want to talk to get the camera out of here. So is
0: production like in the boiler room of this? That's what it looks like. (laughs) Is that where they have all their like paperwork set up and first aid kits? I don't know
1: what is going on. But then um, the production who whatever producer she's talking to is like why don't you go to your bed like why don't you go don't to worry no
0: one will follow you to the bed
1: she goes to her bunk she pulls her blanket over her head she's in there and then nelson and kyle come in and check on her um nelson says like i know swaggy's not here Uh, It's hard to be alone. You can talk to us. We're here for you. What a sweet little moment from Nelson. Nice to see Nelson redeeming himself slightly (laughs) towards the end of this season after coming across as such an asshole uh, in the first five episodes.
0: Well, he got his skull. He doesn't have to play evil Nelson anymore.
1: Oh, there you go. That brings us to a night out. Melissa's at the bar. She has everyone toast uh, to I guess her and voting her into the elimination. Wanna yeah. do a toast? Thanks to everybody in the house. We see them do that. I'm pretty sure I see Fessy in the background eating a bag of chips. Okay. No, I am I'm pretty sure he had a bag of chips up there and he was pounding them. Um, Then we see Casey talking to Nani and she's like, I'm so excited to see you in an elimination. I can't wait to see you perform. I know you're going to crush it. And I see in this moment a glimmer of trepidation. A glimmer of self-doubt and a glimmer of fear in Nani's eyes. The thing about Nani, and this has been said on this podcast and I'm sure on countless challenge podcasts, she does great when she's on a team. She is a great team player. When it comes down to uh, fighting just for herself, she seems to crumble.
0: You know, we didn't talk about this, but the fact that she called Melissa out over Bailey, like I ha- I just it baffled me a little bit. We know Melissa's a fighter, you know, like literally like she trains in MMA and stuff like that. And she seems very scrappy. I mean, Bailey's walking around the house crying, not even politicking for herself. I kind of feel like Bailey was like a weak competitor. And she you could have even been like she could have been like, I'm not going to win this against Nani. I'm probably going to you know, there's a chance she just goes home. Because she's sad that Swaggy leaves. I mean, that's already been her storyline. I don't think I'm going to win this, and now that Swaggy's not here, what am I going to do? You know, you, she could have got Jenna. You know, whereas yeah. like she wants to go home anyway. The picking Melissa at this point. And I I looked at you somewhere around here, and I said, I just feel like Nani has no fucking chance in hell against Melissa. But we also don't know the sizes. We can't ever tell who who, who, how how big anybody is on this show, I always find, uh, is weird. So I'm like, I'm guessing Bailey is tall and Melissa is short, is what I'm guessing.
1: I think that that is, I think you're right. I think that uh, Melissa's tiny. And so Nani thinks that, Nani's basing it on that. But that makes me wonder, like, Nani, did you watch past seasons? Really? Because Melissa, I will never forget Melissa and Sylvia's um, elimination and that mud pit that went on forever that was crazy okay like that is melissa can wrestle y'all
0: exactly so if it comes down to a <laughs> physical thing i mean i don't want to take anything away from bailey but she was a beauty queen you know what i mean i don't think she's getting down and dirty in like a pole grab or a, or a, a hall brawl what like we that. know
1: is that melissa is a trained mma yeah. fighter and that bailey is uh, was miss missouri and
0: that nani is miss marlboro usa <laughs> 2010 like so it's like i i don't you know, I don't know. And the other thing is, you know, we we hear maybe a little later, but it's okay to bring it up now, where Melissa's like, I'm actually going to train for this. I might actually get on a treadmill today. So maybe Melissa is also pegged as one of these people who just kind of parties and hangs out and doesn't, doesn't work out like Nani. And she's like, well, if it comes down to a running thing... Or like you know, stamina I might have her there, and maybe Bailey's on the treadmill somewhere. I, I I don't I don't know, but she's definitely seeing something that I'm not because to me Melissa seems like a threat. You know.
1: Agreed. Nani says to Bailey, "Thank you for the pep talk." Then we see Johnny, Jenny, and Bailey talking, and Johnny asks Bailey, "Why didn't you flip the room upside down? You know, why didn't you go for it at this house elimination?" And Bailey says, you know, I came in here and Casey and I were on the same side and then she fell in love with Nani and I will never talk to her again. And then Johnny said, you and Casey had a little thing on your season of big brother. And Bailey says, this is not a game for me. When I am hurt, I will cut deep. Casey won't have a girlfriend to go home to. Bailey's going to blow up Casey's spot. That's what she's claiming. Bailey also says here that she has two speeds. She's either going full out, okay? She's going full out uh, rage machine. My words, not hers. Or she's crumbling, she's imploding, she's sad. Those are her two speeds. Well, she
0: said crying or yelling.
1: Crying or yelling. Yeah. That brings us to the tribunal. And I'm like, I look at Nick and I'm like, there's just too many people in this tribunal. First person is first person in is D. Literally, D just nods, and then it cuts to the next person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, she, we we did uh, gloss over her. We didn't mention her one line, which was when she goes, "I vote for Melissa." Yeah. Uh, that was the one thing we heard from her the entire episode.
1: That's so wild. D comes into tribunal. She nods. Next in is Casey. Um, she comes in and Johnny like tries to stir some shit. And then Bailey comes in and Josh says, uh, Bailey comes in and Josh says, I have no idea where your head's at. And I don't know why that made us laugh so hard. Uh,
0: Because it's just Josh asserting himself and that always makes me laugh. Um, But yeah, this is a scene in which she, 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 she comes pretty heavy at the whole Casey, Nani situation. Um, she Shh. describes what, in her interpretation of what happened on her Big Brother season, which was that she was sleeping in beds with Casey. She
1: says verbatim on Big Brother, "I was her nanny. Yes, I was nanny. Yes. That is why this hurts so much. That is why I am in so much pain over this. Okay, we had something. We had something more than a friendship. You guys have something more than a friendship on this show. A year ago on another show, I had something more than a friendship with her. We slept in beds. We cuddled. If it hadn't been for swaggy we would have gotten together she said i was her type
0: yeah and uh then nani gets very defensive saying like you seems like you're kind of pinning this all on me and she's like yeah well it's your fault
1: wow Uh, which it's not nani's
0: fault nani's a bit nani's just playing this game better than bailey is and bailey seems pretty salty about it but um something that may have been later or we just didn't talk about it was when she described bailey describes that it was earlier in the episode because she was kind of friendly with Casey at the time. She describes this relationship that she had with Casey on Big Brother as they kind of canoodled a little bit and they kind of hung out and snuggled or whatever, and that they could something could have happened and that she was in she was in Casey's bed, but then Swaggy came over and says, "Nah, get in my bed," and pulled her into her bed. So to me, I, <laughs> things that are not talked about is the idea that. Swaggy, like, pretty much just stole Bailey away on that season of Big Brother and kind of was like, No, you're going to actually be in my bed. And that's the way that, and then that, and then she was like, And then you see what happened. You know, we're getting married or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, that is an interesting situation. And it does seem like there was admission that there was some sort of laying in bed together at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. That gets completely denied at the end of this episode. Um, and I don't, I'm don't. i not too sure who to believe here.
1: Okay, so the next scene, I'm going to just go through it very quickly, because basically it is a fight, and it is a, ser- a montage of scenes kind of cut up that end in an argument, and so I'm just going to try and get through it um, beat by beat, and I hope that everyone can follow along. Okay, so Bailey leaves the tribunal. She's upset. She goes into the bunks. She's talking to Jenny. Nani goes and talks to Casey, and Nani is like, she's said all this crazy shit about y'all's relationship and big brother she said that like you guys had something that you guys slept in the bed together she tried to put it on me and say that I broke up you and her friendship and then Casey's like what the fuck is this all about this is this isn't true she walks into Bailey's bunk Bailey like tries to leave like Bailey like gets up to leave Bailey does not want to be talked to and Casey is like why are you a liar? Why are you lying? Why did you make up all of that stuff? Bailey starts screaming. She freaks out. She's she's in um you know, she's in Casey's face. Casey's sitting down. Bailey's over top of her. She's yelling. She leaves. She passes Nani in the hall and she calls Nani a lying ass hoe. Okay? Nani is in like who are you calling a hoe? She turns around, follows her. A bouncer comes in. Then we hear all of them they're all together in the same room. Casey is saying Like, what do you mean we were more than just friends on Big Brother? Are you fucking kidding me? We were not. Then all of a sudden we see the dope crew the dupe the dopey, the dopey crew. We see Rogan, Nelson, Corey, and Fessy all come running in excited. Okay. They're looking around. They're like, what's happening? They all file in. And then is saying to Bailey, you're making shit up for no damn reason. Bailey's saying, you got me fucked up, Casey. We had something and then you're doing this. You're acting like that's not true. Like what is going on? Johnny says in an interview, we are all getting a very in-depth history lesson of Big Brother. And then Fessy comes in in an interview and he says, it was just a friendship. I can back up Casey on that. Bailey freaking out everyone she's like can everyone just leave me alone can i just have a moment to myself which she's basically been saying since this all started can i just have a moment to myself josh standing over her nods and goes that's fair doesn't leave he just
0: he's like yeah that's fair and he just leans on the bunk bed with his sandwich in his hand
1: Now how so how was that as a recap of all of that whole scene? Yeah,
0: it was just a big fight and and they're just fight they're just now yelling about the stuff they were kind of arguing about throughout the entire episode.
1: In another in the other bunks, Melissa is talking to Fessy and she says she's super ready to go in. Melissa says, I just need a purpose. Then we see Johnny and Nani talking, and Nani saying to Johnny, I should be more confident. I couldn't agree more, Nani. I need you to be more confident. I need you to be able to fight for yourself. Please, Nani. People are working out, which means two seconds later, we're headed to purgatory. There's a circle on the ground. Nick and I are like, oh my God, we're going to be doing the thing where they wrestle the pole away from each other. Who knows what it's going to be? TJ tells us it's off with your heads at each one of them will be wearing, uh, Nani and Melissa will both be wearing a jumpsuit. Well,
0: first of all, Nani, they have to say, Nani, are you going to come in? And Nani's like, I've never been more ready to go to a, an elimination ever, TJ. And then she comes and, and meets Melissa down in purgatory.
1: Thank you, babe. Mm-hmm. So then TJ says you put on this jumpsuit. It's got five red skulls on it. You guys are going to wrestle each other try and get the red skull off the other person. Whoever collects five red skulls first wins nani in an interview says i'm nervous that girl's got a lot of fight in her
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's been hanging out with josh in miami too long um
1: this was a great elimination i enjoyed it
0: yeah it was fun there was a lot of back and forth Um, it was
1: even up until the end Really. so the
0: first three they seem to grab skulls at the exact same time and then go and drop them on their little stools or whatever and so they're tied up and then what happens is they get kind of knocked out of the ring but melissa grabs her skull in the ring nani had grabbed hers out of the ring so only Melissa's counts and then once again that happens a second time.
1: It doesn't happen a second time. Oh okay. So on the fourth on the fourth go around so you're right one through three we're even. Fourth go around you're right Melissa gets her skull in the ring Nani pulls the skull when they are out of bounds which means Nani's doesn't count. Nani has three and Melissa has four they go in and Nani's trying to protect her last red skull and while getting one from Melissa she's unable to do that. Melissa gets It's Nani's fifth skull. TJ sounds his air horn. Melissa is the winner.
0: She's the winner. Nani getting so close, as TJ says. You always get so close and then go home at this point. But I'm sure we'll see you again. And then uh, I'm sure he will be back. And then she's like, always. And she's very smiley. She's got almost like the cheerleader smile on, like she's yeah. blastering it on her face. And then she goes, "See you guys, have fun." And then she runs away. And then goes, "Hi." Normally, I'm I leave with um, dejected and sad and beaten up. But now I'm leaving with my head held high. Bye, guys. It's like, why? Why do you feel that way? You've lost again, Nani. Yeah. I mean, really, there should be a. Uh, we should. There should be like a little like six part docu series of Leroy and Nani. Just like dealing, almost like getting there. almost getting there, and then like w- dealing, like uh, they should send cameras with them home on um, what it was like to be sent home once again. I mean, geez, Louise. I mean, this is getting out of control with Nani. Um, Nani is says, great television. Uh, Nani is great television. She's throwing a cup of noodles at people. I mean, f- just for that, I'd like to see her come back.
1: Yeah, she's always good. Bailey in an interview says maybe the challenge isn't for you, sweetheart. Wow, wow, this. Rookie, not a risk rookie, a prospect, a prospect, excuse me, calling out this vet. Woo! Johnny says in an interview sometimes your best is not enough, which I think is really the tagline for Nani's career.
0: Yeah. Sorry, non.
1: And that is the end of the episode. That's the
0: end, folks. Uh, this was a fun one. Um, I feel like we're getting down to it. Uh, who knows? Maybe I a feel more like weeks? we
1: talked so much. How long is this episode?
0: About as long as it normally is. An uh, hour. Yeah, about an hour.
1: You guys like that? Do you guys like that? I
0: think so. Um, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead and follow us on all the stuff you can follow us on. You can find everything uh at reality blows podcast. Dot com. Make sure you're checking us out on Monday. We're going to be dropping a new episode. I think this week, you know, we may get back to talking about um, Labor of Love. Uh, we haven't uh, checked in in a couple weeks on that. And same thing, maybe we'll be checking in on the uh, Double Shot of Love Season 2. And you know what? There's a new show everybody's talking about on Netflix that I really want to watch. It's called The Floor is Lava. Might have to watch a little bit of that. I think we got to watch it. I think it. we got to do it, folks. I think we do. So uh, check that out when we drop that on Monday. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, may TJ be wearing the same P coat in every single episode.
1: And may Miss Marborough make it home in one piece. Goodbye. Bye.